You're listening to Chew On That. And here's what we're chewing on today. So far in this series, we've talked about the who in the message, The God I Never Knew. Pastor Dallas talked about the what in the message, The Meaning of Pentecost. Last week, we talked about the why in the message, The Baptism. Uh, But I want to wrap this series up today with a message that we're calling The How. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in good old Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hey, this week we are discussing week number four, the final week, the final countdown. <laughs> to the sermon series, The Holy Spirit. Uh, again, my name's uh, Pastor Keith. Joining me as uh, as pretty much always, I, I give it maybe two weeks based on vacations throughout the year of each member. Uh, we have Megan and we have Pastor Dallas. Hello. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, did, did you like the shout out that, that Pastor gave you in that intro? Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, I mean I think so. <laughs> I did good? do I did do two week two, so yeah, I, yeah. It so was it true. So it, it, it was accurate. It was accurate. Yeah. You should, and we're gonna get into this later. But you should always proofread, Pastor. I uh, you should always double check. If there was for yourself, if there was a shout out that I liked, it was actually last week, and we it wasn't a clip, but um, he talked about how we went to the we went to go see Top Gun Maverick. Oh yeah, and <laughs> and the um, the preview for Nope came up. Yes, and I loved it because he did literally go Nope, and I go <laughs> I go oh, oh I go you gotta watch. I just I said watch the, the name of the movie, <laughs> and and then he saw it and he laughed so hard. He's like, of course, Nope, I'm not. Seeing that. Yeah, nope. So. It's a big nope for what, me. One of my one of my favorite movie experiences. Uh, it was with you, yes. uh, Pastor Dallas. Um, I think I think it was for uh, Justice League when me, you, and then and Brian Russo, yes. who was a worship leader mm-hmm. uh, on the creative team for a lot of years before he moved to Nashville uh, with with Season and their children. Um, but we went, and I, I I think it was Justice League because there was like some semi horror movie previews beforehand. Oh yeah, and and Pastor Dallas, he's a guy that. Uh, is it safe to say you frighten easy? Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't like the scare. (laughs) (laughs) Also accurate. And and Brian Russo definitely frightens, frightens super easy. So I'm sitting here like just, I have this icy and I'm just sitting here like, (laughs) all right, this movie's going to be great. And this horror movie uh, preview comes on and the first thing, like Brian goes, no. Yeah, no. It was so loud. (laughs) No. And then Dallas goes, ah. Nope. He said, I think you said, no devil. Oh no, God. no. It was, so it was a- I'm in the middle of these two. I was going to say, is the whole theater looking at you at this point? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm like looking left and right. And and because we bought the tickets the day of, we were in the front row. Yeah. And so I'm like looking left and right, both of them. And I'm like, and I turn around, I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Brian actually was louder. Than he was- me. He, nope, 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 not, uh, uh, uh. And like he just kept doing that. So. No, yeah. and, no. and so this was the first time, the first experience I get, that was years ago, right? Yeah. Oh so, gosh, that was years ago. So wow. it, it was the, the, I didn't, I wasn't, did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting here like wide eyed, like what's happening? What's, and they're like, like that, like Dallas said, they, both of them were super loud. <laughs> yes. Well, Hey, maybe you changed some minds in there that, you know, that day they were like, okay, well, I guess, I guess we I'm shouldn't not, I guess see we that shouldn't see <laughs> from it. what the bald guy and the long haired dude is saying. <laughs> yeah. They were so. very unenthusiastic about <laughs> right. the, that movie. <laughs> Must have bad reviews. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. We, we should check the IMDB. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I couldn't even tell you the name of the movie. I, to be could, honest I with couldn't you. either. I was, oh. I couldn't either. Cause I wasn't watching it at all. No, I was, I, I read or not. Exactly. And I honestly, 
I don't watch horror movies, never liked them, but I feel like they all seem the same. Like you see mm-hmm. a preview and it just looks the same as the last yeah. preview. Like Better I wouldn't be able out. to tell two apart. The sound effects uh-huh. are the sound effects are eerily similar. Yes. So if you just close your eyes and just listen to Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That bass drop that's thing it. happens a lot. Yeah. You're like, oh no. Yeah, what is that? And anyway, just, that's like, just the sound of the devil right there. Yeah. <laughs> you can stay away. I, I love how I love I love that you say that because I actually the bass drops I use in the bumpers are they're a horror package. No really? bass drops that I, of that course that they are. are. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, and now every, we know. And everyone likes them. That's true. <laughs> I was like, oh that bass drop was dope. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's well, that's what truthfully where it came from. <laughs> horror fan? <laughs> All right, so we are wrapping uh, week week four. Holy Spirit, give me yeah. give me some fresh takes on on your uh, uh, I don't want to say opinion, but what what do you think of the last four weeks? Well, speaking of loud, I got very loud this I heard this Sunday. You. I did. I was I was really liking this this message. I think um, honestly, all the clips we're going to talk about, I think were very poignant. Uh, this was a one where I was like, if you said, "Hey guys, I'm going to do six clips," I'd be like. Let's do it because it was just very, it was a great way to wrap up the series. I thought, honestly, it was a good series uh, to talk about the Holy Spirit. And really, honestly, if we had if we had one thing to tie them all together was the Holy Spirit isn't weird. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like it's not kooky. That and was brought up every week. It, yes, was. it was. And I think it's because it's the one thing that keeps us, I think keeps believers from really encountering the Holy Spirit is either past experiences or what they heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard blank. And so, and I love, he even talks about that in this that I, I'm really happy about with one of the clips. And so yeah. my opinion, I love this series. I thought it was really, really uh, poignant and, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, years down the line, we revisit it. So. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, it was it was 10 out of 10. <laughs> We're talking about horror movies. People are willing to engage in anything spiritual that just is not the Holy Spirit, right? What? Like, that's like where we draw the line. <laughs> I say it a lot. I'm like, it's anything but Jesus right Come now on. in wow. our culture. Really, yeah. wow. it is. And so uh, for me, this series, I was like, bring it, bring it, Pastor Dallas, bring it, Pastor Sean, because I felt like it it cracked open conversations uh, in our church and in, in people's hearts too, where yeah. they're going to go home and be like, okay, why don't I, why don't I pursue the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Is he pursuing me? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I loved it. Thought it was awesome. My, my take on it, and I want to th- hope that other people listening might, we, we can say this out loud together. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those were really, like this week particularly, like when he was going fast, I wasn't keeping up. Mm. Like it was, yeah. there was a lot of yeah, information there. Lot. there. Yes. And so if you were listening and have that same take, like, well, the last four weeks have been kind of like a lot of information and I mm. don't get it all. Uh, I'm a pastor and I, I was sitting, I was, I, I got to sit next to my wife for second service, which doesn't happen a lot, which, because when you're on staff, you're just always on the move. But I got to sit next to my wife, um, second service. And cause, cause her, her family was, was our family was all there. Uh, her sister's uh, daughter got dedicated oh, on nice. Sunday. So there was a, a lot of, of mm-hmm. the family there. So I, I, I made it a point. I'm like, I, if we, if we have all bases covered, I'm going to sit with, with Jenna and the family. And, uh, and I was sitting there and I'm like looking at the screen going, Oh, okay. All right. This, okay. Oh, looking down, looking at the notes, looking up. Oh, okay. Where are we now? Yeah. Okay. Like there yeah. was a lot of information yeah. for me and I put a lot of time into reading and studying the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the, these aren't new concepts for me that he was discussing, but, 
uh, it was overwhelming for me a mm. couple times yeah. in weeks, particularly weeks three and four, yeah. where there was yeah. a couple moments where I was like, oh my gosh, oh my, if, I, if I'm not keeping up, I hope everyone else is. It, you know? Yeah. It, and actually it was interesting because I said to myself, walking away from uh, yesterday's message, excuse me, is I need to rewatch this mm-hmm. because yeah. of what he said. But also the fact is this, we're a church that never gives our opinion. We always go to the Bible on things, but I could, and I was also a product of this. I felt like when it came to the Holy Spirit, because of maybe misconceptions, it was very poignant. Like I need to give you as much scripture to to relate to this so that you understand it's not my opinion. It's what I'm going to in scripture. Mm. And even if you think I misinterpreted the scripture, I want to give you another scripture that will cross reference it. So, so again, it's even on those things to go to it. And so like, I, yeah, I'm excited to, to dive in today. I, I think it's, this series is definitely worth re listening to. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, to Keith White Jenna, because uh, I did notice on first service that you would help the babies and thank you for doing that. That was really cool. So oh. anyways, shout yeah. out to Jenna. Yeah. She didn't have to do that, but I saw her in there helping babies because there's a lot of crying babies. So uh, Baby thanks. dedication Sunday. Yeah, so thanks for doing that, Jenna. <laughs> that was awesome. really cool. And I want to I want to also do that shout out uh, to her as well. And not not because, well, I am proud. Yeah. I, I, it's not because I'm proud that she's my wife because I am super proud, but she, she has something that I think is is useful for other people to, 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 to want to aspire for. And that is just a heart to serve. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a heart to serve in the most glamorous positions. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's not a heart to serve. So she gets recognition. In fact, the fact that you said this, I'll probably hear about it. Mm-hmm. I think she's on, I think she's like, I think she's on track with listening, <laughs> but if not, I'm going to hear about it in a week or two there you go. Uh, that she's like, Oh, why do you, why do you do that? Because she, <laughs> She, but she has a heart to serve and yeah. she does it quietly. And she, she does. She absolutely, I love, uh, I love, I love that about her. And, um, I, I wish more people had that trait. She's great. Yeah. You know? So, uh, thanks for helping out in kids. Cause I mean, when we're, 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 if, if anything, if it, we're not anything but a community, we are, yes. think of it like a small village. Yeah. We are a community of people. And if there isn't a worker to watch children, what are the children? We, we, literally, we don't have church. Yeah. You know, yeah. li- li- literally, it's that at that moment you're like, "Well, we, we, we you." It always it always works out. Like yeah. for you as a listener showing up that that might not be a part of the the volunteer team or the active participant team. Uh, it always tends to work out because you don't you don't hear that it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But know that if we don't have yeah. people in these positions, there's no possible way we we could have Sunday. And if we don't have Sunday, then we are not advancing the message. Yeah. That's it. The, the, our only prerogative is to advance the message of, of Christ to as many people as we can in the 920 and beyond. And if we don't have, you know, we don't have people watching our kids, we don't, this, this ship doesn't run. Wow. Man, that was a good commercial for signing up. I was going to say that was yeah. a really good promo for getting involved <laughs> so, Sunday. That's so coming come, up uh, yeah. 9-11. So stay nice. tuned. Nice. Yeah. Get involved. Oh, yeah. Sorry for the tangent, but I'm excited to dive in. Why do we need this? Like, like, why do I even need the Holy Spirit? Like, if I don't need to have the baptism in the Holy Spirit to get into heaven, uh, why, why is it that I need that? Well, for, because God designed you to live a spirit-empowered life. God never intended his people to operate within their own ability. He always intended us to live with power, 
with boldness and with signs and wonders. Let me tell you what that means practically. Signs are just when something points to God. Wonders are just when something makes you wonder. Like, hmm, I wonder how that happened. I wonder how that person was healed. I, I wonder how their marriage survived. I wonder how I got this new job or I got that promotion. It's, it's when something makes you wonder and that wonder is a sign that points back to God. So we as believers were meant to live with signs and wonders. But somewhere along the line, it's all been packaged in a way that's turned people off. And I would call that the abuse and the misuse of the Holy Spirit. But you and I, we need a spirit-empowered life because the job that God has given us is hard. He's literally given us a mission to change the world. So I thought about this with this clip and I wonder, and, and here's the thing too, going back to just the power of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit speaking and moving to us, I'm gonna attribute this to maybe this was kind of God through the Holy Spirit speaking to me is that the Holy Spirit is designed to help you live with power, boldness, and with signs and wonders. I wonder if there are people who have not allowed the Holy Spirit to come in their life because they feel like they don't deserve power, boldness, and signs and wonders. Mm. So that kind of came to me, and I and if you are listening, and if that's you, here's the thing, like God has done amazing things with people who thought they weren't good enough, they weren't great enough, and they didn't deserve anything. Like there are people who are unequipped, who have led nations of people, and so, I don't know if that's just one person or a bunch of people, but uh, God designed the Holy Spirit to empower you and he thinks you are worth being empowered and, and, and giving you that boldness. Because again, like Pastor said, it's our, it's our mission to change the world. And we can't really do it on our own as well as, as, as with the Holy Spirit, giving us that boldness, giving us that power, you know, helping us to move and, real, and show people not just how loving God is, but how powerful and great God is. And I think people need to see that too, you know, when people, cause here's the thing, non-believers can be encouraged by the phrase, Jesus loves you and annoyed by it because, because of just how much they've heard it over and over again. I think they need more than just, um, saying Jesus loves you, which is great. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, but sometimes people need to understand, like feel the presence of something that is beyond the natural, which is the supernatural. And so, so I don't know, that's what my takeaway was it is I really felt like, uh, you know, God was telling me some people don't believe they deserve this and that's not true. Yeah. And so that's my takeaway. So Yeah. Wow. And uh, Pastor Dallas, I think you said a couple of weeks ago that it's a miracle if you don't sin the same way today that you sinned yesterday. Yeah. Like that is a miracle. I have right? said that like several times, several people over <laughs> the last been, few weeks. It's come up. Yeah. Like in um, some of my friend groups and it's just like, wow, that was kind of mind blowing. Cause we live in this weird tension of like supernatural versus natural, like we don't, uh, it's really hard. Cause like, I really live in the natural, you know what I mean? Like I got to get up and like brush my teeth, like wash my hair. Like, and, but also you're telling me that I have access to like super, a, a supernatural realm. Like that yeah. sounds insane some days, right? Yeah. Cause you're so, you're so grounded in like the, the doldrums of, of life where you're like, I don't, like you said, I don't think that that's for me. I don't think mm -hmm. that I can like get there or yeah. then signs and wonders starts to sound like, okay, cuckoo, right? <laughs> like a That's little true. bit, yeah. like when you're really focused in on, on life as you see it and as you know it. Um, 
you, you know, but what do you have to lose? I kind of come back to that sometimes. Oh, like, that's really good. But like, what do I have to lose mm-hmm. by fully believing and having faith in the Holy Spirit that he will do good things through me, that I have access to signs and wonders and the supernatural because I like, what do I have to lose? Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's not like you, you like your face turns purple if it's not right. Like, right. You, like it's just, yeah, I, I think, oh gosh, that's really good. I really, that's, and I think that's the truth of it is like, just try it, which yeah. is one of our clips. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the thing I thought when you were talking, Megan, was it's a hassle for Megan to brush her teeth. <laughs> I mean, what, like I can just see Megan going, I gotta go brush my teeth. I have a toddler. Yeah. So yeah. That's <laughs> so why I laughed a little bit. Like physic, like, like mentally seeing Megan go, gotta go brush my teeth. Brush teeth. <laughs> well, any, any ladies out there, they know hair wash day. Like that's a stressful day. Like it's a, it's a process. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> signs and wonders. Um, uh, signs and wonders. When I, when I, when I listened to this clip, I thought that it's a, it's the the thing I thought was just like when, when, uh, particularly when I was younger, when people would say, prove that there's a God mm-hmm. and that like the signs and wonders and proof that there is a God kind of go hand in hand for me. Uh, I, I, in my life, I have seen things I can't explain. Yeah. If I could explain it any other way, I would. Mm-hmm. There are, Trust me, I, 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 didn't, I didn't come to the Christ lifestyle because I was on a winning streak. My batting average wasn't high. Uh, I, think, I, I, I think that a lot of people come to, to find God in those moments. And, uh, and I think when, once they find God, I, and I know from experience that when life starts getting just a little bit better, uh, they forget how, how that happened and they forget who who made that a little bit better for them. And then they stray. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <clears throat> I've never strayed like in a faith, faith wise. Mm-hmm. I've never, um, by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I've never picked up a drink after I said, you know, God removed this from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that all that glory goes to Christ, mm-hmm. the Holy spirit watching my back, mm-hmm. uh, removing things, from my life, like uh, addictions and personality problems and character flaws, uh, I have I have seen people get healed when mm-hmm. when it doesn't make sense when there's that they shouldn't be healed. Yeah. yeah, and it's 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 interesting too because I think sometimes the reason people say, "Well, show me a sign," is they're not thinking about what God's done in your life. It's mm. what can God, what has God done in my life? Yeah. But sometimes you have to see the signs in other people's lives to go, okay, you know, cause there are people and I, and I, I've telling my oldest this, there are going to be people who remind you of what you used to do and who you yeah. used to be. And I guarantee you've probably changed more people's lives. Uh, thoughts of God who were from your past than your present mm. that I bet if people see the Keith, uh, that, uh, the Keith now, and all they remember is a Keith back yeah. then, that's a sign of God being yeah. a God who's real. Cause it's like, Oh no, no, no. You don't understand. This dude used to throw down all the time, you know? And I've, and I think I talked about that once that there was a time I went to uh, my old school in Las Vegas and the bus driver was there and he goes, Hey, yeah. I remember you. 
you used yeah. to be a bad kid. Yeah. And I'm like, thanks. thanks. <laughs> you know? And, and so like those things, sometimes to really see signs and wonders, you have to look at other people's lives and go, wow. Like if God could do that in him or in her, why can't God do that with me? Yeah. You know, and, and have to believe that. And I, and that's why prayer is that our testimonies and the stories you hear may cause other people to go, oh, wow. Yeah. Cause I remember the old you, I remember that, yeah. that mindset and that thing. And, and really there's the signs and wonders there the, is like that. The, uh, the closer I get to the, the fire, the, 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 the harder it is for me to sin. Yeah. Um, I'm at a point in my life now that if I were to, to act on some of my thoughts, it, I, I don't, it's, it's almost, it's becoming repulsive. Yeah. Mm. That, that it, and then it's not a kick on me to say, well, why do I even still have these thoughts? Mm. I, it's because I'm human yes. and I'm going to, yep. yeah. and I might until I'm, I'm, I meet, meet the maker in the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't mean because I have thoughts because I have uh, fits of anger, fits of joy, fits of depression. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I have to respond and act on them, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? And I, I've, I've, I'm at a point in my life where, uh, where I have thought about what you've said a lot in the last month, Dallas, where, you know, it's a miracle that I don't sin the same way that I did yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm at a point where I'm getting almost repulsed when I even think of these things. I recoil yeah. from it. Like it's a hot stove in my hands there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm at a refining point in my, in my Christ walk that uh, if you would ask me 20 years ago that, my bad days would be this. Mm-hmm. I would have. I would have traded up for that immediately. Mm. Yeah. My worst days are light years ahead of my best days mm. pre-Christ. Yeah, light years ahead of my yeah. best days without Christ. Um, and, but it, it's it's because I'm getting closer to the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. It's because I'm getting closer to the Word. Because I'm yeah. And it's it's a change that doesn't happen necessarily overnight. It didn't for me. It probably does for some. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't for me. But I, I worked a little bit at it over and over. I remember when I got when I got sober, uh, my first sponsor said, "Hey, just just try to do it here for give it give it a give it a month. If it sucks after a month and your life's terrible, go back and drink again. Yeah, it's fine. That, that lifestyle you have to lose. That lifestyle's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. What do you, you ain't got nothing to lose? Just give this a good fight for a month. Yeah, you give it a really pour everything you can into it." And I promise you, if it sucks, if your life's gotten worse, mm-hmm. you can just go right back to that old lifestyle. It's waiting there. It'll be there wow. for you. And I say that with the same thing with Christ. You know, give this yeah. Christ thing a fair, a fair shake. Yeah. A yeah. fair shake. Yeah. You know, yeah. give it a fair shake for a week. Give it a fair shake for two weeks. I know a lot of times we, we, we talk about this, especially in tithing. You give yes. tithing a fair shake mm-hmm. for a month. Yeah. If your life hasn't improved, if you haven't bought in a little bit of peace, Mm-hmm. of mind with that. Cause that's what I do when I tithe. I'm, I'm depositing into peace of mind. Yeah. I am buying peace of mind. Yeah. And if that means re- re- relinquishing 10%, I'll take it because yeah. sanity for me is a, it, it's priceless Yeah, mm-hmm. for a person that wasn't sane for a vast majority of their life. Mm-hmm. If I just deposit this here, I get this reaction. It's the same addict mentality. If I just keep doing this, this will happen. Yeah. This will happen. If I keep doing this, this yeah. will happen. Keep doing this. And I do that with tithing, but I do that with Christ primarily. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's a primarily, the primary lesson in there is if you give this a fair shake for a 
a week, two weeks, a yeah. month. Hey man, if your life doesn't get better, mm-hmm. if you aren't seeing things that you didn't see a month before, yeah. if you aren't feeling things you didn't feel a month before, if God doesn't start not only talking to you, but screaming to you, mm-hmm. then yeah, go back to it. Yep. Call all this hokum. That's fine. Yeah. But I, I can say that because you you will. Yeah. You will change. Yes. That's it. That's it. You 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 will change if you just give this a fair shake. Love it. Some of you have barriers, blockages, things that are hindering the fullness of what God wants to do. Some of you have these doctrinal or these theological issues that you carry that aren't even in the Bible. It's just stuff that we've been told or things that we've been taught. Do you know a lot of the things that we've been told and a lot of the things that we've been taught, we were told and taught by men. That I don't mean as a gender, I mean as a, as a humanity. We've been taught by humanity and it was their thoughts and it was their ideas and it was their opinions. And, and so here's my challenge to you. Don't believe anything anybody says just because they said it. Don't believe anything I say. Don't just believe what I say because somebody gave me tape and a microphone and I get to stand in front of you every week. You better fact check everything that I say. You better do your own research. You should spend 50% of the time you're in here on Google. You read your own Bible. Discover for yourself whether the things I say are true or they are not. Because what you'll discover when you get into this book is the Holy Spirit and the necessity for him. It is in this thing, cover to cover, and it is real. Now I put my hand up to take first crack at this clip and they both looked at me kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Who? And, and yeah, I, ooh, I, okay, so we'll start by saying we did promise we we're doing video podcasts and our video studio is almost done for, for that. Yeah. And so I would, I think when the fall breaks out and, yeah. and podcasts start really ramping up, mm-hmm. are taking, starting back from their, fall yeah. break yeah. Uh, Start, restarting a season yep. yes. a new they, season they will be uh, they will be on video so you would you would see me raise my hand and you would have saw Megan both Megan and Dallas both look at me like like what yeah, okay so you they, you expected something profound in my I'll chime in first I, I think a lot of people uh, probably missed that joke when he said a microphone and tape yeah. uh, he physically meant medical tape now, the, just just seeing how the sausage is made, he he medically t- <laughs> he uses medical tape to tuck the wire up his neck, so it doesn't distract him all service, and it, it's a real thing. Like I, I medical tape my my uh, in ears uh, on, yeah. on platform so that they don't bug me during service. But that's what he meant when he said <laughs> because someone gave me a microphone and tape. Because at they, first I kind of thought of like video, like ticker tape. Yep, yep, yep. No, no, he's actually referring to the tape that he yeah. uses to tape the cord under the back of his neck. <laughs> yes. So that's all I had. You guys go. <laughs> okay. Spiritual. So that's, but here's what, what I love is I love that pastor said that because as believers, we cannot just be message consumers. We have to be message contributors, meaning like we have to take what we just heard and run with it. Like it shouldn't just be like something that you look at your spouse, your neighbor, your friend in the lobby and go, that was a good message. And it stops there. Like it can't just be that. If you want to grow, 
and mature and make a difference in this city and in this world, you have to be more than just a consumer of the word. You have to say, okay, I need to write down the scripture that he wrote. And I want to study that. I don't understand that. I want to ask questions like, and, and, on the flip side, you can't hear something that he said and said, I don't like that, and then be done with it. Like, if you don't like it, find out why you don't like yeah. it. Find out, like, you know, is it his opinion? Is it, you know, find out, study it. Mm-hmm. And don't just, and and because here's the thing too, and I know I'm so, I sound like I'm getting angry. I'm not. Here's the thing too. Sometimes <laughs> we will look at scripture with a pastor's memory, Meaning is sometimes we'll read a scripture and remember what that pastor interpreted that scripture and that will be our interpretation. Mm. Study it. Now, how do you study, Pastor Alice? I'm glad you asked, listener. You study by looking up (laughs) commentary. You know, there's some great commentaries that you can look up for free. You know, you could just put in First Peter commentary online and they'll give you, they'll give you like 10 versions, you know, look up and start reading the one where you go, okay, I get this. It's not old English. It's, it's perfect. Cause commentaries have been going on for decades and decades and decades. So I have some one or I have this great, like whole bio commentary, which is good, but not as meaty. So times, sometimes I'll go to individual book commentaries, you know, password gives you the original language that is hap- That happens through, a, uh, a Bible uh, concordance or a syllabus that gives you the original Greek and Hebrew. You know, if he says a word, look up that word. Does it yeah. mean that? Does it actually say that? You know, look up those things. Don't just consume it. Like, because here's the thing, when you study it, it, the you know, that's why Timothy talks about the word of God being alive and active in our life. It has to be alive and active because we've read it, we studied it and we understand it that then comes alive in your life and it doesn't just change your life. It will change people surrounding you because you'll be birthing that into them also. Yeah, and the risk is not truly understanding the Bible and not having a true relationship with Jesus, right? Like like if you're misinterpreting um, some really big things or taking, you know, stuff that somebody else had said is like your new truth instead of what the Bible really says, you're you're at risk. That's super dangerous in, in your spiritual life and in your walk with Jesus. I think something that was hard for me and kind of held me back from like, uh, being an evangelist, if you will, mm-hmm. was I'm like, I don't really, I was raised really non-denominational. I don't have a lot of experience even with like the Catholic tradition or uh, Methodist, Baptist, you know, you name it, I don't really know. And so yeah. uh, that was something when I came on staff here, I felt like uh, I was a, you know, I was underneath everyone else. I was like, I don't understand I don't understand all the things maybe that they knew that they were talking about like, oh, well, you know, these guys believe this and these guys say that and these guys do this. Like I just found out yesterday, I guess uh, women in the Lutheran church can't surf. Didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, so, okay, that's good that you didn't know that. Too <laughs> I was in the Lutheran But church. you know, that actually kind of um, held me back from even wanting to, cause I was like, if I get in an argument with someone and they're saying like, well, I think and I was right and I believe and da, 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 da. I was like, I'm not, I don't, I don't know how to have a comeback for that. Yeah. And um, I've had to learn that I don't need to argue or like have a perfect, you know, written out essay for every argument that could come up. But I do need to be faithful in sharing like my testimony and what I have done research on and like how I have come to have mm-hmm. a relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, right? So those are the things that I have to share. I don't have to get like, 
way into an argument with someone. So uh, that's kind of what I took out of this clip, I guess, with like the barrier thing. You said something about your relationship and how how we need to study for our relationship with Jesus. Imagine just any other relationship right now. Imagine, okay, I'll I'll give my example. Like imagine if I, my relationship with my wife predicated on what you told me about my wife. Right, right. And I only did it once a week (laughs) for an hour. (laughs) I came over for an hour. I got you a coffee, Megan. Thank you so much for meeting with me today. Perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, you know. Okay, so what are you going to teach me about my wife today? Wow. Uh, well, I'm going to teach you that she, she's, you know, she has a sister. She has a sister. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, and then like that would be that would be unhealthy on the grounds of yes. divorce. You know, <laughs> yeah. and so but and people go that's outlandish, but that. We right. have to look at our relationship with Jesus yes. as a relationship, a yeah. relationship that goes beyond just one hour he's a, a week. He's a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Yes. And it, it, that, if you don't have that type of relationship with Jesus and you don't feel like that's true for you. Yeah. Man, I sent out the Monday encouragement text this week and I said, chase after Jesus like he chases after you. Mm. If you want to feel the presence of Jesus. Mm. You know, it was just revealed to me. Uh, I didn't know you sent out those texts. Great job. So. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, if, the it, 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 this is a good uh, way to say if what we just said about text encouragement. If you aren't getting that, yeah. how do you get that, Megan? Uh, you can text "life giving" all one word to ninety seven thousand. Yeah, and we send out one not obnoxious text every Monday, and you'll get on like our other church wide uh, text list. But I really, I'm like the person who I really hate getting like tons of texts. Yeah, so sure. we don't we don't send out that many. No, no, no. Okay? But, but the yeah. Monday encouragement, it's. <laughs> I haven't unsubscribed to it. And I'm, I'll be honest with you. I mean, because I, I do unsubscribe to things. You can't oh, yeah. subscribe. But I haven't here. because- I'll resubscribe you. <laughs> 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 Just- <laughs> but I, ha- I haven't because they always they always make me stop and and mm. they, they, they make me stop in my tracks and what I'm doing on a Monday. Mm. I, when yeah. I see it pop up Monday morning- um, I'm always doing one of the same routines I do on a Monday morning, which is closing up the previous Sunday's media, like processing it, storing it, mm-hmm. backing it up, stuff like that. And I always stop. And that's Monday mornings are super busy for me. Yeah, and me too. I always stop and, mm-hmm. and read that and like do one of these like. <sighs> yeah. And mm-hmm. that they're great. They're, yeah. they're great. I, I, I know cool. God is working through you and talking through you. Mm-hmm. I know that. And, and, and that's not like a high five, Megan. That's no. a high five, God, and yeah, high, high five, five that God, God trusts you. So cool. Trusts you to do that, to yeah. be the, the fingers and phone through that. Nice. So if you aren't a part of that, get a, become a part of that. That's one of those small things that, like, a one small thing looks like a small thing, but even a ship that if you if you just notch it like a quarter mm-hmm. of a degree, yeah. it, over the course of of an ocean, you will land up in f- a far different city. Mm-hmm. So it's those are just the small little nudges in 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 in, in your ship. Just, I, do that. Um, so I, my question- I was going to punch the microphone as, as if I punched you because I was really good. <laughs> he took off his headset, <laughs> threw his hat, put his headset back on. <laughs> so I, my question to you guys is, do you think um, uh, do you think that the Bible is, uh, is everything that we need to know from the Bible has that been disclosed? Like if you search the internet hard enough, you will find everything that, every riddle and puzzle in that Bible has been discovered by man. I mean- Cause you have to think about it. Like the Bible didn't come out in 1920. Right. It's been out for thousands of years. Yeah. This is totally an opinion. You're not right or yeah. wrong. I don't so, think there is a right or wrong here. I mean, it's very possible. 
it's very, very possible mm-hmm. that we have, we've had, because here's the thing. And when I said commentary, it's not just like Al, you know, <laughs> hey, go talk to Al. He's commentated the whole Bible. <laughs> There's hundreds of people who have, have given their thoughts and their comment and they're broken down. And what they do is they take the original language, they take the original history, and then they cross-reference all those things. So there's been like so many people who have done that. Yeah. So do I think that it's been totally scoured for, for study? I, I would believe so. You feel like that, 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 that kitchen cloth has been wrung out. <laughs> it's very, I mean, it's very possible, but like, right when I say that, like a guy named Tim is going to be like, guess what I just <laughs> found out. And it's like, but then people, but people are going to probably attack Tim and like, Tim, be quiet, you know? But so I don't know. I don't know. You I'm, know? you know, I'm pretty wary when I hear like a, a fresh word mm-hmm. or a new word, or, you know, someone has a big revelation. Like for me, that causes me to stop because um, I do think, you know, like, like Pastor Sean said, it's a closed, it's a closed canon. So nothing can be added or subtract, right? It's, it's done. It's written. Um, is that to say that we've figured everything out? No. I mean, I think that there's just mysteries within the yeah. Bible that aren't necessarily meant to be understood by humans. So, I mean, yeah, that's like, that's kind of the next level. Like that's pretty deep mm-hmm. to think about. Right. But, um, no, I guess no. Yeah, and I, I would say like as you mature, the the scriptures get more and more revealed to us in yeah. a different way. We'll yeah. read a scripture differently every single time. Yes, and so it can be new to us. It's yes. not necessarily new right. in general, right? right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I think it's I think it's a lot of that. It's new because uh, I am interpreting scripture completely different than I was a year ago, than I was yes. a week ago, than yes. I was. I mean, I just read the book of Daniel again a couple weeks ago. I said I was reading. I just read it again. And there were things that were popping out to me that I could apply to my life today mm. that were like, so good. Ooh. and that was just like a like 20 day difference. Yeah. Um, so I, I think like my personal opinion is that there probably everything that every interpretation based on transcripts, based on language, ba- I think that's probably all out there somewhere. I really do probably like if, if you, but the thing of it is when you take a singular story of the Bible and mm-hmm. Google a singular story of the Bible, there are pages upon pages upon pages about brilliant people that their life's goal was to study this thing, but they're all telling you what they think of it differently. Yes. Does it change the story? Does it change? Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. The, the story's the same. The yeah. words on the paper are the same, mm-hmm. uh, but how they say, how they interpret a specific line that varies amongst people. So I, 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 I am actually, when I hear new things, new interpretations of it, I, I always, uh, I don't want to say unlike you, but I'm always like, well, tell me more. Yeah. Because I, if there's even a grain in that, uh, a grain of pepper in that salt shaker that, that can make me see something new about it, I'm, 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 I'm at least willing to listen. I, my, my final thing for this is, is I would say to piggyback on you, I, for the person who is listening and going, yeah, but I am like, you know, I've been a Jesus person for like two months. You're going to also interpret things differently. And and it's not going to sound like the way maybe I interpret it. Maybe Keith, maybe Meg interprets it. We're just, gonna, we're just at different spots, but doesn't mean that we're better, you know, or, or you're less. You're just at a different stage of your Jesus journey. And so just know it's going, you're going to, you're not going to get some of these scriptures. Sometimes you're going to struggle with certain books of yeah. the Bible, you know? Still do. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, 
I finished Jeremiah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Seven months later. I, you, yeah. you would have grown your beard out the whole time. <laughs> yes. But it, it, but you just, if you, but here's the thing, I'll read that book again and probably get a different yeah. take on it because uh, that's just where I, I mm. think I am as a growing. So don't let that stop you. Don't let that discourage you. Keep going. Yeah. I, I, I'm one of the, I'm, I'm a person that, that I, I would encourage people to keep an open teachable mind mm-hmm. with, with, yeah. scripture because it has helped for it. And I'm only encouraging it because it's, it's so beneficial to myself yeah. that if, if I thought I read a story in the Bible a specific way, and that's the only way it could be read. And it's mm-hmm. the only way it could be understood that I'm closing my mind off of any other possible thing that it could apply to my life. Yeah. Uh, Rabbi Matt, he's, he speaks here uh, frequently. Yeah. Um, he told me gosh, a while ago, he goes, you got to remember the Bible. There is a lot of historical, this, it, it can't be anything other than this. But the vast majority of the book is poetry. Yeah. And so when you try and put light on poetry and say, nope, it, it can only mean that, that yeah. that's not how poetry's read. Yeah. That's it. And so when we go into some of these books, you know, it, and, and I have discussions with all different types of people that, that will, uh, the people that tend to be like, well, well, what, what about this line though? It has, it's like, I, I don't. No, it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be what you thought. It probably, there's a good, a lot of proof that would have you think that that's that. Yeah. But there are, there are countless theologians that also think that it could mean this. Um, I mean, one of the, the best examples is, is uh, Psalm 23. Yeah. It starts with it being called a Psalm of David, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are under the interpretation and conviction that David wrote this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Google that, Psalm 23. Not everyone on earth even believes that he wrote it, yeah. <laughs> right? So we have the, we have people that have studied yeah. transcripts over and over yeah. that they aren't even on the same page that David even wrote the thing. Yeah. yeah. But you could read Psalm 23 and still get encouraged oh, yeah. and, and moved by yeah. it. And so it's like, it's and it's that too, it's like, don't even let that go. Well, do we even know who David wrote it? It's like, but is it still truth? Is it still, mm-hmm. is it still and, uh, uplifting and, so, and powerful? And so if at some point we do prove that to whom wrote it? If it was, I am the believer that David wrote it. I yeah. am, uh, but if it, but if we we find out that David didn't write it, like there's a definitive proof that we unraveled yeah. some transcript that dates back even before the Dead Sea Scrolls, and we prove that he didn't write it, does it change the story? Exactly. 100%. Though we though we know one little portion of it, mm-hmm. and we know a truth, then does what what's on the paper does that change? And that's the it's it's. It, this isn't changing. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's never the words on the page never change, but how you look at it could, Yes. how you can interpret that into your life could change. And for me, I've, I, in my faith, I've, I've, I've benefited greatly from the open mind of hearing other brothers in Christ tell me what they think. And then do I always, do I always take it, like put that on pen in my calendar and say, yep, it's done deal. No. I mean, right. Pastor Sean. There's even times on Sunday where he'll where he'll say some stuff, and I'll be like, "I mean, it's interesting." Yeah. I, I mean, you know, and I will cross reference. And there are times in the seven and a half years since my family's been here, there are some Sundays where me and my wife go, "I don't know." It's an yeah. interesting take on it. Yeah, it is. It is an interesting take. Yep. And you know, off, off the top of my head, I can't point to one in, in particular. Because again, I take what I what I what I need and what I can use to grow as a Christ believer and grow yeah. as my understanding of the word, and I apply it. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't mean that every preacher that that I that I watch sermons on YouTube, I need to take every word to heart. 
Like I, I, they're, they're, I, I think their intentions are good, but it's okay if you're listening and you're like, well, I don't know. The I don't knows are good. Yes. Because the I don't knows, uh, the I don't knows tell me you're hungry. Yeah. yeah. The I don't knows will get you deep in the deeper in this word. The I don't knows make it so you want to pick up the word. Yes. So maybe every now and again, an I don't know is good. Yeah. You know, when I when I go home and I'm like, I don't know. And then I go down this, a Psalm of David might not even be written by David. What the? <laughs> and then I and then I just keep reading it. I'm like, well, what else, what else could be? Right. In this four sentences, could I be? The Bible's a great rabbit hole. And so yes. the, 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 and we, I started this question by, do we think we know every, is everything been discovered? Maybe, maybe everything's been translated and discovered, but do I know everything? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. That's and, great. and that's what excites me about how I can reread Daniel twice in 20 days, yeah. you know, yeah. because it's like, well, what else could I, what else could I have missed? Yeah. And the, what else could I have missed gets, uh, Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how excited I am to chase after my father with the what else could I have missed. I amen. Love it. It's like a really great story in Mark chapter 9 where there's this dad and he's he's at the end of his rope. He's at his wit's end. His son has struggled with an evil spirit all of his life and after trying everything with no success the dad brings the son to Jesus hoping that the son will be delivered. And in the midst of his desperation the dad says to Jesus if you can do anything take pity on us and help us. And Jesus responds if you can everything's possible for one who believes. Immediately the boy's father exclaimed I do believe but help me overcome my unbelief. I mean, you're talking about a guy who believed in Jesus enough that he brought him his son. But because life had beaten him down, let him down, and disappointed him enough, he, he, he wants to believe. He's just got some unbelief. And, and I love not only that story, but I love that dad because sometimes that's how I feel. I believe, I just wish that I could overcome my unbelief. I just wish I could overcome my doubt. If I could just overcome the hurt that's holding me back. If I could just overcome the anxiety, the depression that's holding me back. If I could just overcome the rejection that's holding me back, I'd believe. If I could just overcome the obstacles, remove the barriers, then I would believe. And here's how the apostle Peter said it on the day of Pentecost. He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise, it is for you, your children, and for all who are afar off. And so whether you doubt something or not doesn't mean that the promise isn't gonna be fulfilled. Wow, so, so good. Uh, when you're struggling and uh, you kind of feel like you're checking the box, I think that's the time in your life where you push away from the power of the Holy Spirit and, and wanting to engage in a further relationship because you're like, I already know what I'm doing wrong, but like, I feel like I'm saved because I came in, I called on the name of Jesus, right? And so I'm pretty sure I'm going to heaven. Like, if I'm just sneaking in by the skin of my teeth, whatever, man. Like, I'm saved. I can kind of like keep doing life the way that I want to. Yeah. Uh, and then you like leave church or um, if you just come every once in a while, you leave, you go home. And like during the week, you start to feel that, that like itching, the anxiety, the the depression, the loneliness, um, and like a, a hurt, a bitterness. And you're like, I don't know. I mean, I know I'm going to heaven. Like, why do I wrestle with all this stuff, right? We start to kind of like get mad. And I know I can say this because I've been there. Yeah. And um, it's, it, again, it's anything but Jesus. 
And so sometimes it takes us coming to the end of our rope to finally be like, you know what? I do believe, help me with my disbelief. And this is the power and this is the promise that the Holy Spirit is. And so do you have to live a spirit-filled life to get to heaven? No. Mm -hmm. Uh, Should you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, because there's more for you and more to you. God doesn't want you to live necessarily even a life of like happiness, but he wants you to live a life of wholeness. And so th- that's different. And that's gonna shift your perspective. Like you, you're not chasing after like what feels good or what tastes good anymore. You're you're chasing after this like this fullness in this purpose in your life. And that's gonna drive you to places that like you didn't know you could go before. And you're gonna feel better than you've been ever before because you'll be whole. You won't be hurting or have that, that whole spot in your heart that we know it's the, Mm -hmm. it's the God sized hole, right? Like he's the only one who can, who can fix that for you. Uh, Will you be humble enough to let him? Yeah. So. I uh, one time found um, something in my garage that needed to be fixed and, uh, and my tools are in the basement and I found myself uh, for some reason, it was not like a big thing. I came, I think it was like a, it was a piece to like my, um, to uh, my, one of my shovels. And, but what I kept doing is I kept leaving it there, going to the basement, grabbing a, you know, a crescent wrench, coming back, not the right one, going back, going back. And I think Shelby was like, why don't you just take the shovel downstairs with you instead of coming back and forth? And I bring that because I, I think sometimes when it comes to our unbelief and when it comes to our frustrations and our struggles and our worries, sometimes we will keep it out of church, go into church and hope, can I get something that I take that out of this mm-hmm. service and bring it to that issue instead of bringing it with you and surrendering to God in worship and surrendering to God in, in, a, in a message that can help you with that. Like that's why worship is so important that you come in with this, this, this posture of, of, honesty and surrender going, God, I, I had the worst week and I'm giving it to yeah. you in worship. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to reveal something about my dad, but he doesn't listen to podcasts. My dad used to love coming to my church in Las Vegas. He didn't like the worship though. And so he tried to time it out to where he would just listen to the message and not get the worship. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, my dad's not the only person who's done that in the yeah. world. Um, but sometimes we'll look at worship as that, like, all right, I just got to get through the song so I can listen to the message. But we don't understand that when we engage in worship, we are doing what this man did with Jesus. He went to Jesus and said, please forgive me, I'm a mom belief. Meaning I'm surrendering my my. Uh, unbelief, my pain, my hurt, and I'm giving it to you yeah. so that you can do something with it. Yeah. And so he wasn't just asking for healing. He was asking for belief again. And so like, that's why it's so important when we worship, we're not just doing singing songs. We're encountering the presence of God. And when you're real and you're open and you're honest in those moments, God can do amazing things in it. You just have to say, you know what? I'm bringing my problems with me in worship instead of going, to, what can I get out of the message to help fix this issue? Because again, you're not giving it to God. You're trying to, you're trying to fix it without God. I wonder if people come in as like a new Jesus person and um, they don't like feel all the things that they think or they're told that they're supposed to feel like after like two months. And they're just like, I can't believe this. It's not believable for me. Like yeah. I see what you're doing and I just like, I don't believe that like I'd ever get there. Like that, that this is even real. Yeah. You know, and is there something wrong with admitting that? Like, can we admit that? That like at first maybe it you you will wrestle with disbelief. I for sure did. Yeah. 
Yeah. For sure. Like, and it took me a while to um, get to a place again in my relationship with Jesus and an understanding that like it gave me belief. He yes. gave me belief, you know, like it is, it's kind of part of the package. Yeah. Like you do have to ask Jesus sometimes to give you belief and that's okay. I think some people come in like ready to go, yeah. but maybe not everybody. Yeah. I think that disbelief, um, I, I think that it's, it's everyone has it. Mm-hmm. I, I just recently came with a season of disbelief three months ago and I talked about it on this podcast. I'm yeah. very vocal about it that right. I was in a terrible rut. Um, and I'm a seasoned Christian. Uh, there's nothing wrong with admitting disbelief. There's nothing wrong. In fact, it's, I, I think the, the way to overcome and work through it is actually saying it out loud, admitting mm-hmm. it to a human being like my friends, admitting it to God. And at the end of it, admitting it to myself that I, I am, I, I, there's, there's elements that I, I disbelieve. You know, I, th- I think that uh, to, 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 to touch on your, uh, what you said, Megan, the, if you've been doing this for a little bit and you don't feel these things, is, is it, is that, is it okay? Um, I, I would say that the, the, the promises are promised. Hmm. They're going to happen. Yeah. There's a blueprint in front of us on how to get these things. If the, you are not getting the result, it is not the results problem. It is something in the path that you're doing. That's a, that's a hundred percent. I would say that, I would say that convictedly to, to, to myself and my seasons of my worst depression. It's because I wasn't doing what was written out for me to do. Yeah. yeah. I would, and I could say, I could lie to myself and say, Oh, nothing's changed. Well, something changed. Mm-hmm. Cause this is a, this is, this is about as scientific as possible that when I do these things in this order with this heart, the results will follow. Mm. Yeah. And the times when the results aren't following, then something in that mathematical equation has gone, gone astray. And in my 20 years walking with Christ, that, that is 100% true. Uh, I'd love to say that, well, maybe, maybe this isn't for you. It is for you. These promises will come true for you. This peace, this sanity, this joy. Will it, will it be a 24, seven, seven days a week, 365? Oh man, I hope so. But it's, (laughs) if, if you're human, probably not. Yeah. It's, could I tell you that for me that it's seven days a week all the time? No, there are a lot of moments in my, of my life that, I am, I'm not the best version of myself. Uh, if I bottle that up and pretend like I am though around everybody, if I, if I, I wear my, I wear my cards on my, on my chest, pretty, mm. pretty apparently around my friends. Mm-hmm. And, but if I didn't, and I walked around lying to myself and to every human being I come in contact with, uh, is that beneficial to my friends? Probably not. Is that beneficial to me? No. Yeah. Is that beneficial to God? No, that's actually pretty disrespectful towards God. The part of this story I like is that when, when we think about how we get into heaven, it's through salvation, which is an element of faith and belief. Mm -hmm. This man came to Christ and said, I have the one prerequisite to get, to get grace. I don't have, Mm -hmm. but, 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 and so we could look at Mm -hmm. the, well, come on, man, you're watching him do miracles. Where's your, you don't, you don't believe that this is true. 
And I, I always, I always take that question. Like the, there's so many people in the Bible that still didn't believe, but they were watching him do these things. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't see these things as blatantly obvious because he's not, he's not a man anymore. So then you say, well, well, so this father has, you don't have any belief. Then a lot of people could write him off. Your, you, well, your, 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 your lack of belief and faith has, has uh, null and voided you to enter the kingdom. But the one, the part of the story that, and this is perspective. This is when I've read, read the story and uh, heard other people describe the story and then prayed on the story, meditate on the story. I've concluded this. Uh, this is one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible. And the disbelief isn't the problem. That's actually really not even part of the story for me yeah. at this point. The, the thing that I highlight is that even, even now, even with his disbelief, where did he go? Yeah. He went to Christ still. Yes. That's exactly. it. That's the story. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter what he could have came. I'm a murderer. Yeah. But he came to Christ. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm an adulterer, but he came to Christ. Yeah. I, I beat my wife. I came to Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm a thief. I'm a liar. I'm a cheat. Mm-hmm. But he came to Christ. Yeah. And didn't it didn't matter what he's coming to Christ with. Mm-hmm. It was the coming to Christ portion of the story. Yeah. Which it's funny you see because that makes me think about when when uh, Matthew becomes a disciple and he throws a party and and the scripture says he's Jesus hang out with sinners and tax collectors and and the Pharisees confront him on there and he said I I've come for those who are sick not whole. And I think that's what we have to remind ourselves of is that the the church, the presence of God isn't for you to get right before going to him. Mm. You got to come just like you would in the hospital. Like you see in you know TV shows sometimes, like when people, someone's really hurt, they bust that door open. They're like, I need help. Like, it's like, they're like loud. They're mm-hmm. like, I need help. Like, you know, like somebody, like you see it. And I don't know if that really happens in the hospitals. I've never, well, actually it, it happened, it happened once uh, with me when Shelby's water broke with Kennedy. I was like, we need help. And I left her. I forgot. Like she was in the elevator still. And I went to the nurse. I was like, we need help. And they're like, who? And I'm like, me and my wife. And they're like, where's your wife? And I realized she was like, like, five feet behind me because I just ran to the nurses, you know, but when we're in need physically, we go to that place. That's how we have to look at, you know, like the going to, you know, being in the presence of God is a spiritual hospital. So don't just say, all right, I got to fix this before I go to God. Uh, I can't have disbelief. So I can't be in church. No, (laughs) if anything, your disbelief should take you to church more than out of Mm -hmm. church is, is that, that, that mindset and that posture of, I need help. I don't believe I want to believe, but I don't. Mm-hmm. I need help. Okay. It's just an honest appraisal. It's an yep. honesty yep. of going to her. It, 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 he could have said anything in that sentence. Yep. You put any any uh, adjective that you want that's going on in your life and say, Lord, I I, I, I do believe, but, but, and then you just fill in the blank, whatever you're going through. Yeah. The point of the story is he went to Christ. Amen. Yes. There's nothing that you can't go to him for. Amen. And there's nothing that you're going to actually, if you don't go to him, I can almost guarantee it. And I'm not a, for, I'm not a fortune teller by the sense that I do it professionally, but I can probably say that your life isn't going to really change that much if you don't. Mm. If you don't go to I can promise you this. If you go to him, things will change. Mm. They will, you're going to see some changes. You're not going to not see something. Yeah. You know, will it happen overnight? I hope so. Yeah. Will it happen over the course of 20 years like myself? Likely. Something's going to move. Mm-hmm. 
You go to him, something's moving. You you go to him more frequently, things are going to move quicker. You go to him un, unabatedly just going to him with everything, things are going to move. And they're, you're going to move mountains then. You're, you, 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 I've been saying this a lot lately too. That's when you start making omelets, right? People, people bring up the, well, let's break some eggs. Breaking eggs is the idea, mm-hmm. right? Breaking eggs is the idea. Well, maybe, maybe this Christ thing's for me. Right? Well, you start making omelets when you start actually putting in the work, mm-hmm. right? So go out there and make some omelets. You know, you have, go to him. That's it. Uh, request the gift of the Holy Spirit. I just asked for it. (laughs) You go like, is it that easy? Yeah, it's a gift. Uh, Just say, Lord, I want everything you have for me. I want all your gifts. My kids have never had a problem asking me for gifts. And the reason they don't have a problem asking me for gifts is because they know I love to give gifts. And so does God. Here's that promise from Jesus himself. He said, if you, even though you're evil, know how to give good gifts to your kids, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So here's my advice. Go after the gifts. Run after them. First Corinthians says that we should eagerly desire them. So I'm going after them. Again, because the job God's given me to do, I can't do it. And neither can you. And so the prophet Zechariah said, it's not by your might, it's not by your power, but instead it's by his spirit. We need the power of God in our lives and it is the Holy Spirit that gives that to us. You know, one way or another, it takes faith. It takes faith to not believe in God and the Holy Spirit and it takes faith to believe in God and the Holy Spirit. Ooh, I like that. So yeah. you're faithful either way, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and that can be something that we wrestle with. I think a little bit is like I don't I don't know if I have enough enough faith or I've never believed in anything like this big before, and um, we kind of wrestle with that. But but when you start to see the little like the little drops of God's goodness in your life, mm-hmm. it just it it grows your faith. Yeah. And you're gonna start off kind of small, right? But like it it grows bigger and bigger, and the best. God gave us the best gift. Mm-hmm. He gave us two really great gifts. I mean, he gave us Jesus, and then he gave us the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that is a, a really good gift. Mm-hmm. And as you grow in your faith, in, in your walk with Jesus, you'll start to appreciate that gift more and more, and you'll want it more and more. And yes. it doesn't like, you don't kind of hit the limit, like the Holy Spirit limit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's always more. Yeah. Um, And that's that's what I'm, learning right now and I'm praying that like I want I want more of that I want I want more of that goodness and that blessing and that's not again that's not like a earthly blessing this is a spiritual like like give me all that you have for me in this world in this life so that like our job is really hard here as Christians as Jesus people and um it feels like working in the ER sometimes like you're doing like resuscitation. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you you need this gift in order to do that. Otherwise, I feel like that's like not taking a CPR class, you know, and you're just kind of thrown in the ER. Like, like you do need it. It's important. And so start small if you have to, but it will grow and and you will get there. Uh, it, so this, this clip made me think about um, salvation because, you know, 
I've, I've walked uh, people through salvation. I do it with the kids every week. It's really great by the way. So like it's, I've seen parents cry. Like we have move up Sunday coming and I, I'm going to love it because like some of these parents are going to come in with their kindergartners Aww. and they're going to probably raise their hand for Jesus. And they're like, oh, you haven't. I definitely <laughs> cried when the kids raised their hand at VBS. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but like, we'll, we'll say things with salvation is, is salvation is not just forgiving us of our sins. It's welcoming God to come into our life and change us. And to really, we'll say to be our Lord and our Savior. Lord meaning that, God, I want to give you control, that I want your will to be my will. I want your ways to be my ways and Savior, Savior from our sins. So that is like the process of salvation. So if we start walking in our salvation, we're walking and saying, God, I want your ways to be our ways. And that's why it's so important that we remember what Jesus did in the book of Acts, before he left, he says, I must go so the Holy Spirit can come. And he commands us to do that. Mm-hmm. And so if anything, God, you know, pastor said, just try it. And that is very true. But but when you're trying it, you are actually moving in your relationship with Jesus is welcoming him to do more and more things in your life. And you're saying, God, if you want me to have the Holy Spirit, I'm going to have the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to have this churches or this religion or this group of people's version of Holy Spirit, I want your version of the Holy Spirit in my life. And so I'm going to cross-reference it with scripture, not opinions, not thoughts, not experiences. Lord, I'm giving you control of not just my life, but everything experience. So if you feel that I need the Holy Spirit, then I want the Holy Spirit. You know, Mm -hmm. if the Bible says, Jesus says, hey, I'm going to come and bring peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and I want you to eat them. Be like, okay, I'll do it. You know, and here's the thing. Sometimes God will say, I want you to do something and we don't like it. But if it's going to benefit us and help us grow more and more in him, then then your way is my way yeah. and your will is my will. And so if that's how I look at about welcoming Holy Spirit is that Jesus says it. I got to go. So the Holy Spirit, so stay here so that you can receive the Holy Spirit so that you can have the Holy Spirit in your life. Again, we have to take every other interpretation out of our life besides the scripture and, and then still say, okay, I'm going to try it. I'm going to welcome it in. And even pastor talked about it. It wasn't at a service. It wasn't at some Pentecostal thing where it's like, all right, come over here. I don't know why I made that accent, but you know, that happens in this country, you know, <laughs> come or see the Holy Spirit. You know, it's not, it wasn't anything like that. It was, it was just him in his room saying, Holy Spirit, I welcome you in. And it happened there. You know, yeah. it happened for me with, with a woman uh, at church before church started. Said, have you ever had welcome the Holy Spirit in your life? And she walked me through that. That's all it is. There's nothing magical or set about it. It's just saying God's asking us to be available to receive it. And, and that's all he asks us to do. Yeah. And so if Jesus asked me to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. How will you know you've done it right? Reference it with the scriptures. That's all I can say. When right. it brings up the Holy Spirit, what does the Holy Spirit do? Because you have to understand too, the, the fruits of the spirit is what the Holy Spirit produces in us. Yeah, it's not something we achieve. Yeah, that when the, this says the Holy Spirit produces love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. If those things are being enhanced in our life, then I have to believe the Holy Spirit's moving in me. That's good. Yeah, that's that's it, right? And that doesn't mean that you're always going to be those things. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't always mean that I'm going to look really joyful or be kind. Like we're human and, and we'll fail. And God give us free will. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And so again, you know, cause some people will go, well, well, Acts says that, you know, they start speaking in different tongues. That may happen. Yeah. That's not the only thing that happens. Mm-hmm. That's not the only thing that happens yeah. when the Holy Spirit moves in your life. 
because we see it throughout scriptures too. If you go, if you go to when Mary goes and sees Martha, not Martha. Um, um, what's no? What's John's John the Baptist's mom? Oh gosh, uh oh, Pastor Giles is blanking on names. Anyways, when Mary goes to see her sister, who had who was birth, oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, thank yeah. you. It says that the scripture says that the Holy Spirit moved in in her, yeah. and she knew that she was. So, so right there, she didn't start speaking in tongues and then do that. Yeah. Says the Holy Spirit moved in her, and she knew that that her sister had the Son of God in her. Yeah, because the Holy Spirit was moving in her. It and so that's was it, yeah. it's, it's so again we we want to look at certain signs and say that must equal the Holy Spirit. It's we'll you look through Scripture. And, and ask yourself, how do I know the Holy Spirit's moving? Is It'll show you certain things in that. Visions, dreams, things like that. But sometimes it's just the fruit of the Spirit moving in you. To, that's a great indicator there alone. You know what? I have self-control today. The Holy Spirit's moving in me. Mm. You know, I have love today. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's moving in you. Because it says the Holy Spirit produces that in us. It, it makes it active in yeah. us. Not by your own might, yeah. like by his power. But yeah. come on, I ought to punch you. I'm just, I'm just, what, it's what you said. I'm saying it yeah. a different way. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I'm, uh, I, I'm it, not going to punch Megan. I don't want people to be like, wow, man, Dallas is really violent yeah, on got, that podcast. He's got violent tendencies. Though. I have a brother, you guys. I can handle it. Gosh. I miss Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's your brother. Yeah. He lives in Milwaukee now. Yeah, he's a good he's a good dude. He used to play guitar on, in the band on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, he's talented. Yeah, very cool dude. Um, yeah, I, from everything Dallas said, I, I was like, the only thing that came to mind was like, she it wasn't acid indigestion. <laughs> it, it was the Holy Spirit that, that Elizabeth was was feeling. Yeah. I always read the story that it was like it was like like kicks of of the of the of the baby. Yeah, in the and the, the I, I I guess I've always just thought of it as like. Well, John was just like really kicking. He was like, yeah. and, but yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 truthfully, you made me think of it differently in the last two minutes. I always just thought it was a pregnant woman who just, yeah. uh, the baby was kicking really hard. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, well, could that have happened? Mm -hmm. You know, could that have just been coincidental? Exactly. And then but when you say it's is, the Holy Spirit, yeah. then it's like, well, maybe he wasn't even kicking at all. Yes. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't kicking at all. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've always interpreted that like like the, the the womb was moving and and then how you just said it, it's like well the, it could have been something completely different yeah. and then it gets me hungry to reread that story exactly yeah. you know I, I I pose the question how do you know that you've asked the Holy Spirit yeah. in your life and you know it worked you'll know yeah because I you'll going know. going back to the other clip I may have just butchered that whole story and people could be like he's wrong okay. Go go to the scripture and see what the scripture says. But I can tell you that the Holy Spirit is brought up in that in that story. Yes, you know. It is. So, no, but that's right. why I'm. Yeah. Right. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, there is just something about it where you just know, yeah. and it says that in the Bible where people who don't believe, they're it's gonna seem like crazy to them, right? Like it just doesn't it doesn't click. It doesn't make like a natural sense. Yeah. But when you're experiencing the Holy Spirit, feeling His presence, it's. It's that supernatural I'm talking about before. So don't get so hung up, stuck brushing your teeth that you can't appreciate. I know you hate see. it. I yeah. mean, I don't actually hate brushing my teeth that much. My husband, on the other hand, hates brushing his teeth. <laughs> Love you, babe. I force him. Don't worry. And that's what marriage is all about, folks. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> all right. 
cool. That's a wrap on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Spirit is right. It's a wrap on the Holy Spirit. Hey, next week we start a new series. Yes, excited I about it. Can't wait. I, I am super excited. I am super super excited. We started to kind of go into the feelings thing today, and I was like, oh man, we better save yeah. it. All right, we better save it. Well, yeah. the big unveil. Uh, unveil. Yeah. Uh, the new series is called No Hard Feelings. Yeah. And it's so going to be cool. a, a feelings based yes. series that will will land eight to 10 weeks, I yes. was told, unless, Pastor, you have nope. a final verdict. I, you have more than I do. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to sneak into this series. That's all I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Ellis, when will you be preaching your I, I hope in a couple of weeks. I did ask, I did request, uh, can I talk about a certain thing? And he hasn't gotten back to me yet. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know it's what I'm speaking. maybe. But, but uh, I, yeah, I'm very excited for this series and I, I definitely would love to be a part and we'll see. Straight up, eight to 10 weeks. By the time the next series ends, we will know if the Packers are uh, That's true. a playoff team. Wow. We'll know if they're- we'll, I love that perspective. We'll, we'll know if they got the- they got the. That's weird. They got the goods to, to, to make a run at this. I get such weird feelings at the end of I, summer. I mean, Speaking it'll be feelings. like what, week three or four in the yeah. NFL season, but we'll have a good understanding yeah, we'll if, if that's a team. There we'll you go. know. Yeah. We'll oh know. my gosh. You know, we'll have Apple picked by at least once by the time this series ends. <laughs> I, I love going apple picking. We go to Oneida. We pick apples. Oh, yeah. uh, nice. It's a great afternoon with the with the kids and with the wife. And uh, we I make I make apple pie and I, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, oh, all these things nice. are coming, guys. It's coming. You'll it's, have it's your fall jacket out by the time the next series yep. ends. Ooh, yes. Nice. So just hang on. Just. Hang oh, on. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us for uh, for this episode of. Chew on that. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode and think someone you know may benefit from the topics we discussed, please share the link to this podcast on your social media platform. Do it right now. <laughs> we'd also love it. Time. That was so timed perfectly. And we'd also love it if you would uh, rate and review this podcast. I don't know if you guys are actually doing it. I am actually thinking about removing that sentence from the script. Do that right now. Be- because I, I, I know we're not getting You know ratings. what I actually do is I copy the link in Apple Podcasts and I text that to my friends. I actually do but that. But are they rating do that, and reviewing? I hope If they want to stay her friends, they are. Yeah. I just, I, I just got to remove that sentence from this script. Either way, um, by doing so, we are, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to jump in. Hey, my name is Pastor Keith. Uh, for, for Pastor Dallas, Megan, thank you. We can't wait to talk with you again next week. And why is that? Apparently everybody loves this. Yes. So. We got a, we got an email that said, and Megan doing the ending clip. Love it. <laughs> Thanks. Dang it. It's mine forever. Next week, you better come hungry because we're going to chew on that, baby. <laughs>